Hello. My guest this week is UK-based comedian Russell Howard. Of course, you'll know him. You would have seen him in staff. He's a very famous guy. But we covered everything from his wife working in a COVID ward in London because she's a doctor and how she had predicted the lockdown long before anyone else did. What we eat for snacks to what we do with our day-to-day and the comedy industry as a whole. Just a good old chat. But the thing that fascinated me the most was how Russell is completely unaware of some of the sayings that we have down under. And one that I thought was really, really important He, to this day, I don't think, believes me that you do get a lot of stuff that shits you to death. So listen up. Very informative. Shh, that's quite enough. Just stop. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Zip it. Shush, please. (laughs) Yes, I can hear. Calm down, mate. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. How's quarantine treating you? It's all right. We can get into it if you like. Yeah, to be honest, it's sort of one of those things of like, it's shit, obviously it's bollocks, but, you know, in six days' time now, I'm going to do gigs. So, yeah, at least there's in a... full rooms. Yeah, yeah, mate, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of being in New Zealand. We're like, oh, my God, everywhere else in the world, you see they up shit creek without a paddle and we're just gigging to full rooms. We're at the beach. We're licking strangers. It's great. <laughs> So I spent I spent about eleven weeks all up in quarantine between here and Australia in the thick of the thick of it. Mm. But the biggest plus for me was fourteen days of not wearing a bra. What would be the equivalent for you? Wow! Like what do dudes do? What is your thing? I, I don't shave. I guess that that would be that. That's the kind of male equivalent. When I'm in lockdown, um, I don't shave. But I don't really. There isn't like a bra thing. Certainly for this lockdown, my masturbatory levels are at a teenage level. Like, do you know what oh, I mean? That's, yeah. that's the most upsetting, specifically this two weeks. Just awful. Just, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you're probably going to finish porn. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you'll get to the end of it and we'll go, oh, my God, they're playing Monopoly at the end of it. Exactly. In many ways, I will become the Lord of the Ring, that I will have made it right <laughs> there, man. It's so – but it's – it's uh it's so weird. Have you done this isolation? I just got out of that in September. But so where were you coming from? Uh, Australia. I was in, I, I had to do government quarantine in Sydney, which is pretty full on. It was a lot stricter than it is in New Zealand. Right. Um, but with a lot more hot army people, you know, sort of you go, I feel a lot more taken care of if it's beautiful people looking after me. The minute they're unattractive, you go, we're not safe. So I did Sydney and then I had to, I flew into Melbourne. I was um, one of the judges on the Masked Singer. And then we had an outbreak on set on our very last day of filming. So we all had to go into isolation and then I was a close contact. So then I had to go into full two weeks, not leave the apartment, get tested every three days. Um, and then after two weeks of that, I had to fly back to New Zealand and then come straight into quarantine here. So it was like 11 weeks. Wow. Here's my question. How the fuck do you have an outbreak on the Masked Singer? They're wearing masks. I know. Like, But it's one of the dancers, you know. Again, oh. hot people dropping it for us. Like, your people have a lot to answer for. What do you mean our people? Well, because you're quite attractive, like aesthetically you're quite pleasing to the eye you know and you're quite built and I see on Twitter how the gay dudes talk the minute gay dudes talk about 
a, a comic, a male comic, and they go, God, he's so powerful. He's so that I'm like, oh, you know, he's getting hotter and hotter. And do you feel that? Do you feel like the older you're getting? Because a lot of guys are commenting and women are saying, um, you know, because I've been trawling through Twitter yeah. and just seeing what people are saying. And apart from the fact that a lot of people think you were on the mass Singer in the UK. Oh, really? Yeah, that a few people pegged you for one or two of the things, but um, let's see how I say things. I have no respect for the masks. A few people pegged me. Yeah, they thought you were under one of the masks. Wow, pegging means a very different thing in the UK. <laughs> like, do, you know, do you know what that means? Pegging means to um, that's where a, a lady wears a strap on and she has sex with the uh, with the fella. So that means. Oh to- no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> You know, when you read a tweet and you go, God, this person's hungry. The Masked Singer's changed this year, isn't it? Is that definitely Russell Howard? They've made the eyes really bulge. Um, Is that a tear? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why is he scratching on the floor? Um, Yeah, no, I wasn't in the Masked Singer. And... um, yeah, it's uh, what was the question? What was, I forget. Is that that gay men like? Oh, do you feel like you're getting more attractive? Because, or let me let me put it to you this way: Do you get any dick pics? Get, That's how you know. No, I'm not really like, I'm not really on social media, sort of like that closely. So maybe I am getting them sent, but they kind of you're go, not opening it. There could be a whole cluster, like a whole dick bubble for you. Yes, just waiting. Yeah, it's a bit like that bit in the Goonies or the hidden treasure. Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I say leave you have a quiet year and you go, I don't know what I'm gonna write about. Then you go and you open all your message requests and you write a show about that. Oh, that's interesting. So do you keep quite a close eye on what people want to know? Well, because I interact with people, if anyone sends me a message, I always answer or I try to, you know, some people are pretty full on. But how do you have time for your for yourself then? Is that not exhaustive? Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not always a full on letter back. Like, I'm not Betty White that answers (laughs) and sends the photo, you know. Sometimes I just double click and so they can see I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like, I'll send an emoji back or whatever. But I always try and interact with people. It is full on. What's weird with me is that I, ha- I have quite a lot of people who are pretending to be me on various social media sites. And then I'll kind of get messages sent where people will kind of go, uh, can you stop doing this? And then you're like, oh? And it's just like, you know what I mean? There's like, there's like Russell Howard spent with si- spelt with six S's going, oh, can you send me... A- can you send me a photo of your toes? This is this is how I really spe- spell my name. I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Where people people are, are like apparently I'll ask for credit card details or you know where scammers take over my page, but with terrible grammar and spelling. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. look, oh, you know, exactly. <laughs> if anything, I at least pride myself in being quite fucking smart. And this yeah. ain't me. Oh yeah, it's Ursula here. I spell it with uh, seven Zs. But do you know what I mean? Like it, like on showbiz, I just put one Z in. But but this yeah, is yeah. This the real me. Listen, I need 500 quid sent to me now and I need a photo of your elbows. Just <laughs> that's kind of what I do. It's so funny. And then, but it's like, how desperate do you think I am? <laughs> I'm kind of like, I need 50 quid and a photo of your eyelashes. It's just, yeah. So I kind of, I don't really sort of interact with it because 
the very, very beginning of my career, like MySpace was the big thing. So I would sort of, you know, sort of look at messages on that. And it just, it just sort of did my head in because you'd have lovely stuff and horrible stuff. And then yeah. it, it became a bit too all-consuming, and then you just like ah fuck it, let's just crack on so, with, with stuff. So you just you just ignore the if if anything negative or if if you see it, you're like fuck it, I, I don't. Yeah, so you don't take the positive or the negative. No, no, I'm not on it. So I literally it's no. it sort of struck, it struck me. It's a bit like you know when you get a review, you kind of like you get like a five star review. Your brain goes yeah, exactly, mm-hmm, definitely, I completely agree. And then if you get like a, a one star your brain's like, what the hell? And you realise that you're giving them the same level of importance. Yeah. And ultimately, it's, um, you know, you just got to do the, sh- the thing you want to do, the show you want to make, the joke you want to say, and you just have to just, you have to try as hard as you can and then just put it out there and walk away. I, For me, I do. Otherwise, because I just get too uh, wrapped up in what other people think and then I would, I start doubting myself. Do you know what I mean? And- yeah, that's 100%. Like, you can buy into the bullshit. I'm, just, I'm like... If I get a five-star once, I don't even let reviewers come in. They have to buy a ticket. I don't give a shit. If you want a review and buy a ticket, yeah. I will never give it to – and I think it's important for comics who just start out or, you know, anyone in the performing industry, if they start out, like people go, I just want a good reviewer. Why? Just put out the work that you are proud of, that you yeah. love. And people will like it, and word of mouth is your strongest reviewer, and that's how I feel about – awards too like it's nice to get an award don't get me wrong mm. like I don't, I don't I never mention it because it's like no one I will ever remember the awards that you've won mm. like I don't even know who won awards this year or you know end of last year I'm like I don't give a shit but I know the comics that I want to listen to and the clips yeah. that I want to watch it's really interesting I was there was a brilliant documentary on Billy Connolly that was on in the UK a couple of weeks ago. And it, it just reminded you that he's got bits in that. They're like 30 years old, 20 years old. They're still really funny. It sort of makes you think about what have you got that's fleetingly funny and what have you got that's forever funny? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. But then what's really interesting is when you do gigs in America, in the clubs, they will say to you, what do you, you know, how, how do you want me to announce you? And just say, oh, just, I'm from England, I'll do. Like, and they're like, what? Whereas, because all the other comics, like, you may have seen him on the, the Radicon advert, you may have seen him doing this, you may have seen him on this, blah, 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 blah. Whereas in the UK, it's like, if you went on stage with all that, people were like, who is this prick? Gee, like, it, like it's, yeah. don't, don't, we, we don't brag about you. Your job is to be introduced and then prove that you're funny. And then you go, oh, he's all right, he is. She's pretty funny. Like, it, it, But it isn't like, oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. Oh, I love that hemorrhoid ad. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's an amazing bit. That Kevin Hart's got a special where he, he he's, he's sold out like a stadium. And he walks on stage and goes, we sold out a stadium. And the crowd cheer. And it's like, if that was in the UK, crowd would be like, no, you Sold out a stadium. Now crack the fuck on, mate. Like it, it wouldn't be like you've made a you've made a great deal of money. This got there's no we in it. But I think like you know that that uh, this part of the world is very similar to the UK in that it's just like I oh, just get on and do the do the show, but don't kind of sort of wallow in your own magnificence. No one's interested, are they? Do you know what I mean? It's just not. Yeah. Nobody, wants, nobody wants to hear a story about your magnificence. You just want to hear failure, so we can go. Eh, and you're like me, I'm like you. Isn't life awful and tough? But there are moments of beauty. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, no one wants to hear about your investment property and how you're struggling with your tenants. Yeah, yeah. 
But I, I do feel like this year, well, I mean, 2020 and 2021, and let's hope it's not, you know, like a turd custard like it was last year and that, you know, the vaccine coming out. And I I saw that, that bit that you did about um, Margaret, you know, getting the vaccine yeah, yeah, and yeah, how yeah. she didn't amp it up. And I'm like, I had that same thought. As soon as they could never give a comedian the vaccine first because – Oh, so if I had it, I'd have like a blood vial in my mouth that I would bite and sort of start shaking violently exactly. and just amp it up. But there are so many fuckwits in the world that don't believe in vaccines and don't believe in, you know, uh, that the virus is real. Mm. Your wife is a doctor. Is she she working in a hospital at frontline or what's she doing? Yeah, yeah, she works on a COVID ward. So they Jesus. have so there's people that sort of sneak into British hospitals in the dead of night and try and take photos. And say, look, nothing's happening. And you're like, yeah, because it's three in the morning. You know, there's a there's a fascinating ratio between the people that don't believe in the vaccine and the people that that figured out everything. They also have no GCSEs. There's kind of this yeah. sort of staggering mixture of like, no, 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 I know what's going on. Mate, you struggle with geography when you were 14. And now <laughs> you've figured out the fucking genome of a virus that doesn't exist. It's like you don't even know what sedimentary rocks are, you thick fuck. But it's <laughs> I think a lot of it is because we've sort of got rid of religion that that people need to feel like there is a reason and a purpose. And unfortunately, there isn't. The, the, the world is chaotic and sometimes mad shit happens and things, you know, uh, appear and diseases that suddenly spring up and all the red squirrels are like, fucking hell, we're dying. Like, do you know what I mean? They're not sort of sat there going, well, this is the work of the the grey squirrels and what they're doing is they're getting all the baby red squirrels and they're drinking their red squirrel blood and that's why it's, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. we need to get from this tree and we need to eat those things because they're better for us. But but people want, they want to know that there's a a reason behind it, I think. That's my... Yeah, it's some, something deeper, something... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's... I'm like, it's it's those same people who get anally probed by aliens. You go, why don't the aliens ever go for the smart people? Yeah. But they always go for the fuckwits. Yeah. And then you go... And it's always the same, isn't it? It's always like, you know, something like, yeah, they took us up to the ship and I was anally probed and then uh, they dropped me up. It's never like... Yeah, we just went out there and we watched telly. We watched The Queen's Gambit. It was really, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, not one of them. I, I met a load of, we met a load of alien enthusiasts in America four years ago. Me and my mum did this travel show. And we went to this woman's house where all the people that had been abducted by aliens, there was a group of 10 of them, they met up and they'd share their stories. They were so American because they were like, um, here's a picture of uh, all of my children that I've had. They took me up to the ship. And I've drawn them. There's like picture after picture. So like what I said, one of them looked like Tupac, one of them looked like Justin B, but it was just this, this array of purple, green, strange kind of floaty creatures. And they were like, yeah, they just took me to school and they had to do all this. And it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. and there was this one guy. I said, well, what's your story? And he went, I've never been abducted. I, I just really want to be, but they just want to take me. And he had the saddest smile and yet i couldn't say to him you're the only one here telling the truth mate like she's just fucking mad she's just drawn pictures of purple things that she thinks have come out of her vagina they haven't like (laughs) he said this story he goes i don't don't know what's wrong with me i i stayed in my hot tub outside in the garden for four hours the other day just hoping that they like so he's sort of fucking 
He's sat in a fucking yard marinating himself, just going, come on, Saragon. But it's, you just can't pierce that world. There are certain people, they believe in aliens. They've been abducted by aliens. That's what happened. Do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't Trump supporters that went into the Capitol building. It was Antifa. You just, it's like, you know, when you're doing a late night gig and there's just yeah. a table of really pissed people, it doesn't matter how funny you are back, they're going to win in their head. Yeah. Do, you, like, do you know what I mean? It's sort of this, yeah. it's, it's like that. It's, it's like the world has these global hecklers that are being kicked out of comedy clubs that are like, well, we won that. You're like, you didn't. But they, they always feel like they've won. You've never had a situation where a heckler has walked away and gone, yep, well, you know, I was made a fool of there. They've always, they've read yeah, the story in their and head. And that will be their story. Like for, for the rest of us, it's one little blip, one little weird incident. And for them, that's a life event. That's a drawing that they'll be sharing with an English comic and his mum <laughs> down the track. Is your mum funny? Yeah, she's really funny. She's got a lovely way about her, a really nice, and, and she's very open. So what what happened while we were there, we spoke to a lady that can communicate with aliens and she uh, touched my palm and she was trying to talk. She was like, doing all this kind of stuff. And um, she said, how did you feel? And I said, oh, I don't know, I felt a bit hot. And my mum was like, I thought you started... I thought you were going to start talking about your your trouble you're having with your balls. And I was like, <laughs> what? And she went, you know, because you, you get very sweaty. And I'm like, not now. And she basically told the nation, she was like, when he get when it's hot, he get he has to get this nut butter and he has to sort of put this like nut butter on his nuts. Otherwise his nuts get all hot and sweaty and that. So I thought he was going to start talking about his nut butter, but he wasn't. So she's like that. She's kind of very, just very small and funny. This sums my mum up. We were at uh, Christmas a few years ago and she said, I don't see the point of flavoured condoms. It's not like my vagina can taste. So it's that kind of (laughs) small little, but not not trying to be, not here's a funny thing for you. That sort of lovely, totally oblivious that she's hilarious. That beautiful, you know how some people, we've all got mates that are just so funny and it's almost like they have no idea of how intoxicating they are. That's kind of what my mum's like. And my dad's a fucking yeah. maniac. So it's this sort of weird combination of like this lovely sort of funny, strange lady and a, like a, just a, yeah, a, a machine. My dad's a very weird machine, yeah. But my dad listens to, we don't have hymns in our house at yeah. Christmas or anything like that. So we have music that my dad listens to when he goes on his spinning bike because he gets on his bike from five in the morning till seven every morning and does that. And Jesus. Exactly. So we were, it was Christmas two years ago, and the music playing as we were eating turkey was, I just want to make you sweat, mm, 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 <laughs> like that. And, it, and and you know what I mean? And mum's like, it's quite nice after a while, isn't it? You get into it. How, how are your balls? And my dad's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That beat, you can just really, do you know what I mean? You just really improve your cadence, just really get going, and you can really ride your bike. And my wife is just looking at me going, the fuck is wrong with your family? <laughs> What what's your mum like? My mum's really real funny too. Yeah. Like, but the same. Like, she just doesn't understand how funny she is, and she's real dry. Like, yeah. we were somewhere once, and this person kept talking about wishes. Like, and my mum is a workaholic, right? Yeah. And uh, she sort of tried to get that in us. You know, you got to work hard. You got to work, 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 work. Yes. So, um, 
this woman kept talking about she wishes she'd win the lotto. She wishes she could do this. Everything was wishing, wishing, wishing. Yeah. And after a while of listening, and I could just see my mum sort of, you know, sitting with us. And she goes, well, maybe you should wish in your one hand and shit in the other hand and see <laughs> which, which one weighs the heaviest. That's what I mean, isn't it? It's not like, oh, gather round, I've got a funny thing. Everyone listen to this. It's just, it's sort of really in the moment humour. Like, let me ask you, how's the food in quarantine? Are you enjoying it? The food is the highlight of the day. Basically, they drop it off in a little brown bag and you get a yeah. knock at the door and then they kind of scurry away. You open the door, you say thank you, and you hear in the corridor, no problem. And they kind of like disappear. <laughs> and then you open it up. You have to order five days in advance. So you've forgotten what you've ordered. And it's proper like school dinners. And some of it is absolutely delicious. Well, we had a, a chicken Thai green curry yesterday that was like manna from... It was so delicious. It was all sticky. It was nice and spicy. Oh, yum. And some of it is absolute filth. So it's just yeah. this like weird combo that you just don't know what you're going to get. But it's a lucky dip. It's a lucky dip. And then yesterday we got this thing because we'd been there for a week. Um, there was a little brown bag and I opened it up and it went, because you've made it through a week in quarantine, we've got you a special treat. And I was like, excellent. It's going to be like hallucinogenics or <laughs> you know, a little, just a little bit of heroin, something to make the time pass. But it was these. Are you familiar with them? Oh, yes, pineapple lumps, yes. A yeah. very overrated treat in New Zealand. Massively. I mean, a pineapple lump sounds like an illness and it tastes like a disease. It's absolutely... I had one of them yesterday and was just like, well, that's why you don't do that then. That's why you don't put chocolate on a pineapple. It, yeah, not, no wonder they're handing them out for free. But but in New Zealand, they will. this is like a highlight for them. There are a few things here that I go... Why are you guys happy about this shit? Like, it is not a treat. It is, this is what you should give people as they leave. Like, those those people from the UK that came and that messed up Australia and New Zealand and left litter everywhere and then stole from people, you should oh, give yeah. them, like, a whole barrel load of pineapple lumps and go, don't fucking come back or you get yeah. more of this shit. Yeah, don't give it to friends. Like, give us Tim Tams and stuff like that. Tim Tams, wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. Now, it's all right, the food. It's And you can still get, like, an Uber Eats and you can... You know, you can get through. It's amazing, like walking, walking in the yard. You could do a forty-five minute walk per day, and that becomes the highlight. That when the sun is out and you can walk in a circle like a convict penguin, it's oddly exhilarating. If you'd have told me a week ago that 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 would be the highlight of the day, but it is. It's it's so funny how adaptable you are that you just kind of go, "Oh, I've got my walk in a circle. That that'll be nice." And it is. Yeah. Actually not. Yeah, all of a sudden you're like, prison Prison isn't so bad, I guess. You know, you get an hour outside. Yeah, but well, that's the funny thing. Everyone's like, oh, is it like prison? You're like, not really. Do you know I mean, like, I've had several showers and not, not one hint of uh, of trouble. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, like, I mean, if, if, if I was in there, would you have a pig in the <laughs> shit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I bet you the couples that are stranded in uh, isolation have tried all kinds of sexual chaos. You would have to. Why would you not? you like, you know that thing we, we never wanted to try at home because we're scared? There's a medical department here in this hotel. Let's do it. Absolutely. but And because and you see couples around, but the trouble is you can't, you can't ask them. Do you know what I mean? You can't be in the yard and you're like, you're doing anything? 
extracurricular. You, that, that's the weird thing because we all have to be apart from each other. It, it becomes a very solitary experience. So you want to know, it would be so lovely to have a chat with everybody. Yeah. And just go how's everyone else getting on with this but you you know what i mean you just can't because you might spread it but what you could do is you could ring other rooms because it says on the the thing in your room how to ring just anonymously ring a room and go hey i'm just here level five or whatever i was just wondering what's your room situation are you alone who are you talking to you know yeah, like just yeah hi uh, uh, russell howard here yeah room 700 just wondering <laughs> Um, you guys tried anal? No, no, yeah, see that. Yeah. Maybe he's a different name. He's a different yeah, name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> Matthew. It'd be so funny. The, the army would be like, yeah, we've had uh, there's a slight problem here that somebody's going around putting on a different accent and asking people whether they've been pegging. It's a very, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very scary thing. Um, I, I, I have to tell you, when I was in Auckland in quarantine, I we had to f- still film the last episode of The Masked Singer, right? Because we had to go into lockdown. We never got to do it. And then we had to do it remotely. I had a green screen dropped off, some soundproofing. I built a whole studio and I had to record. So we did the, the last one remotely. Wow. But, of course, we had to do two unveils on the last one because it's the top three, right? So, of course, in the Masked Singer, you have to yell, take it off, take it off, take it off at the last. So we're two hours ahead of Australia. So now it's like 4 o'clock in the morning for me. I'm alone in a hotel room with headphones on yelling, take it off, take it off. (laughs) The next minute, go, 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 (laughs) at my door. Who's in there? (laughs) Wow, wow. Nearly got ties in the asshole. Yeah, exactly. You're like, who who is it? I I think it could be Ronan Keaton. Who was it? Who was the the winner? I can't remember now. It was too... too long ago mate that's your I've, I've done too much other shit in the meantime the one was Eddie Perfect the I one know. that came through Perfect yeah I had a yeah. great I had a great story that uh, I was talking to a, a radio DJ in Australia I forget his name and they'd asked him about being on the Mars Singer and there was talk that Lindsay Lohan was going to be one of the judges but that's fucking hilarious isn't it if you're kind of getting like Aussie comics what is the chances that Lindsay Lohan's going to go oh that's Harley Breen yep yeah Yeah, but because she was she was on the first series so I'm the fill-in for Lindsay Lohan so she did the first series yeah and then because of quarantine restrictions she couldn't come over for the second one so I had to I had to fill in. I'm the one that got called off the bench for Lindsay. Like, if you go, who can we get as a replacement for Lindsay Lohan? Hang on. There's this fat South African New Zealand comic. Let's get her. But but the thing is, you're funny and you're going to know these people. How the fuck is Lindsay Lohan going to kind of go... Oh, that's uh, that's chopper. That <laughs> it's just like yeah. no. She was picking like Beyonce. I'm like, bitch. Do you know Channel 10's budget? That's never. We can't even get a Beyonce drag queen to come in here. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Like we're in St Kilda, Lindsay. Jesus, you really. <laughs> that's you so- take a deep breath. You're in a three star hotel for the duration of the filming. <laughs> what do you reckon we've got under that mask? Hey, so. When you come out of quarantine, just a warning, Uh people will shit you to death. Like, 
you know. Again, um, that means a very different thing in the UK. What a shit you <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like a really it's a really grisly way to go. Uh, but a funny funeral. Yeah, he was shitted to death. What, <laughs> what does shit to death mean? I've never heard that. Oh, when something just shits you to death, when it just irritates you to a point where you go, I cannot talk to you. I'm going to fucking headbutt you in the mouth if I talk to you for another second. Okay. That's shitting you to death. Yeah. So, so what, when you go... In what respect? No, because you're going to be in there for two weeks, your own company, really, and just wondering about other people. And now all of a sudden you're going to come out and... Because people, especially in New Zealand, where people have only had freedom, really, you know, they're going to be real relaxed. Even if you're just flown in directly from the UK, they would have gotten on your nerves anyway. But now that you've had two weeks by yourself, just sort of calming, getting to know you, and now you come out and these people who have had no concept of what's going on in the UK, no concept of what you've just been through, and you're just going to be irritated, even just a lot of people will get on your nerves, people getting too close to you because, of course, we don't need to socially distance. We're up each other's grill all the time now. Yeah. You know? it's Well, that's the weird thing, eh, that you're kind of like the, – the, it'll be interesting to see how you react to, like, a cough or a sneeze. That's become mm. a very, like, fucking hell, mate. Whereas, obviously, here, that's fine. It'll be kind of weird to see how long it takes us to kind of – I'd say ask me and my tour manager, Kumar, to kind of just be be fine with it, man. That's a very good point. Yeah, so just you're going to have to take a deep breath. Even just ordering a coffee, people are going to stand close to you. No one's wearing a mask. Don't freak out. That's really interesting, eh? Yeah. But I just kind of want to leap into that, if I'm honest. I just want to, like, what I'm really, I'm really looking forward to is going to a pub and... Yeah after a gig and just sitting and having a having a beer and just being in a kind of like moderately busy pub that would be yeah. heaven just because i haven't been in a pub fuck i didn't go in a pub last year isn't that weird didn't you turn 40 last year yeah i was 40 did you celebrate it yeah my well my wife basically i was meant to be doing a gig in amsterdam and she'd She'd sorted out so all my friends and family were flying to Amsterdam. They were coming to this show. And then we'd she'd hired this place and we were having a big party and we were having a big game of five-a-side football and she'd got football shirts with everyone like Russell 40 on. And, um, yeah, obviously we didn't get to do that. What was really funny about that is I still had to pay the bill for the all the stuff. <laughs> my wife was like... <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's going to cost you like fucking four grand for this five-a-side court in Amsterdam. <laughs> so, so instead, we had uh, we had a party and we had a, a thing on Zoom, and everyone uh, kind of like left a little message for me and just abused me for for half an hour. So it was really good fun. It was great. It was just oh, nice. it's it's just been such a strange year in terms of all these little moments. But I sort of relate to what you were saying earlier about, yeah, we're so lucky because we've had so much to do and you think, God, there's so many comics particularly and you know, kind of creatives and people that just have, you know, normal jobs that just have had fucking nothing to do. Like and yeah. so, psychologically that that we all love doing nothing for like, what, a week? Like, who's ever been on holiday and then not wanted to return to their life after that week? It, do you know what I mean? So the, this whole idea of just doing nothing, it, fuck, man, it must be so draining. I have I've really ha- feel for those people because w- when you're sort of bereft of a purpose, it, it's just awful, man, isn't it? I think, you know, that's one of the hardest 
aside from the obvious, you know, the, the death and the destruction of, of this disease, the it's the slow needling tedium that this creates is really yeah. hard. When when was your last stand-up gig? My last stand-up gig was in a place called the Clapham Grand uh, in uh, London. I was doing one every Sunday from September to November. And the, but that was to like a mixed sort of you could do it to like 250 people like it was like sort of scaled down from like 800 so you'd have 250 people and 800 so it was that but my last proper proper gig that was full was in a place called Odense in Denmark which was an 800 seater um and that was in March that that was like my you know my last proper yeah kind of gig as it were um and it was all about how the danes weren't worried about coronavirus and it wasn't going to be and i was i met loads of danish comedians out there and i was touching their elbows and there's two uh, really famous danish comics who did a podcast um about me uh, the next week saying this guy's so weird man like he's like a proper howard hughes germophobe he's like oh we need to touch elbows and they released it like two weeks later, and they had to drop in a thing going, obviously this was recorded uh, two weeks ago, so, you know, that's why we're talking about it in this manner. Like, so I was, because my wife was like, don't touch, don't shake, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. So I was so ahead of it. Like, she yeah. she, she called this in in January, the, the middle of January, she was like, your tour's not going to happen this year. And I was like, yeah, 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 come on, let's talk silly, what are you talking about? And she was like, it absolutely won't. Like, honestly, the world's going to go into lockdown. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it turns out she was right. It's really annoying when you have a wife that is so much cleverer than you consistently. You know what I mean? Like, just again, again and again. Like, we're not talking like one-offs. It's just, sorry, there's just been a knock at my door. So I better quickly take Oh, no, they've gone. How weird. Somebody just knocked on my door. It's probably somebody to come to see. It's the pegging inspector. Um, <laughs> Sorry, have you tried yeah. anal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, I sort of slightly lost my, my train of thought there. How about you? When was your last one? Oh, you've been gigging, right? So, oh, yeah. I've been gigging. I just finished a tour in December. Amazing. Um, so, because I, I see you've, you've got a couple of warm up shows coming up in Auckland now. And then, so will you go home after your New Zealand tour, of course? And then, or are you going to stay and do some other work in New Zealand and then wait for your July, August shows in Australia? Yeah. So, I think what we're doing, I'm doing a TV show about all this here. And we're yeah. doing, we've got more gigs. I think I'm doing like a few couple more gigs here and there, like in, like New Plymouth and Palmerston North and places like uh, amazing never... places, yeah. But like we do, we well, it's really great, really, that I'll get to do places I've never been. And then, um, so I think we're going to be out here for an extra couple of weeks, and then we might be able to go to Australia, maybe, and do the gigs in Queensland. But we'll see. Yeah. But, I, but I think I'll, and then I'll go back. I'm meant to be going to America in May. And I'm going to be doing Europe in March. Europe's not going to happen. May, I'm still clinging on to that concept. Like, even if I can do them socially distanced and do two shows a night type of thing, maybe. Yeah. I think that's the thing at the minute that that 
I miss the most. It's sort of that there's there's a really lovely feeling of when you do gigs in different countries and you meet other comics and you sort of uh, sort of see this sort of global uh, kind of network that we're all pretty similar and we're all kind of nice. And like, do you know what I mean? Like uh, there aren't that many dicks in our world. I really no. don't so, man. Like, do you know what I mean? Most people are... The kind spectrum of- is really tiny. Like it's it's sort of, you know... Yeah, and it's and it, it's one of the kind of kicks that I get of like sort of doing gigs in Denmark and then chatting to like Danish comedians backstage, and you're like, it's sort of that kind of yeah, that connection. I love it. That's really good fun. So you should do it. Come over. All right. Well, I'll let you go so you can um, get on with your day. Um, but thank you so much for chatting to me. Hey, I really enjoyed and, that. Let's uh, don't yeah. be a stranger. And if you need anything here, even if you you've got my email. If yeah. you if you need anything, um, you know that's not pineapple lumps. I can bring you some decent fucking snacks. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I absolutely would do that, but I refer you to what you said earlier about pegging me. So if I find you <laughs> in this hotel, I will go fucking nowhere. Near you. Walking, walking. <laughs> I'll wait for you outside with a strap on. Russell, yeah, Russell, yeah, yeah, yeah. take it off, take get her out, get her out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, lovely to meet you, mate. Um, have a great day. You too, mate. See you soon. You Take care. Stay safe. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.